What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another hour of the Andy Slater Show on this Monday, January 29th. Feels like I haven't done this in a while, but I really haven't since I think last Wednesday. Because on Thursday, I flew to Los Angeles. Then I flew to Vegas. I landed there. I was scouting, not for the Dolphins, but I was scouting the location that the Dolphins were supposed to be in in two weeks. But the Dolphins, it feels like forever ago since they played a game. At least we got to see two entertaining games yesterday. And when I'm watching those games, I don't know about you, but being here in South Florida, talking about the Dolphins all the time, everything that transpires in these playoff games, especially late come playoff time, I'm thinking about it as, could the Dolphins do this? No, I'm enjoying the game at the same time, but my logic is, can the Dolphins do this? Can Tua do this? Can Mike McDaniel do this? Now, after you watch Dan Campbell, there's probably a lot of things that many of us could do that he just doesn't, and I'll get into that in a little while. But I'm always watching these games thinking about the Dolphins, and I'm thinking about Tua. And yesterday, last night, I was thinking about my parlay. I put in last night, and I tweeted this, I put in an eight-team same-game parlay. Now, I say team, but some of them are props. Some of them, it could be the side total, whatever you want it to be. I didn't have a really good feel for the Chiefs-Ravens game. I had a better feel for the Lions-49ers game. So what I did, and I, I tweeted this out, I was pretty clear and as detailed as I possibly could be. Saturday night, I landed at MIA. I flew in from Los Angeles. So I land in Miami. I had access to this nice American Airlines um, lounge where they have, it's like fine dining. It was tremendous. And I'm there by myself. I don't mind traveling by myself. I enjoy it. Nobody's going to bother me. I can do whatever I want. I love that. Some of you don't have that luxury, but at least for now, I do. So I'm having a meal. I'm sipping an espresso martini. And now that I've landed back in Florida, I turn on my Hard Rock Bet app. It's the only thing we can use here. So I turn it on, and I'm like, I want to do a same-game parlay on Sunday, which was yesterday. So I'm figuring this out on Saturday night. I'm there eating. I'm in the lounge for about an hour or 15 minutes or so. And I'm going through in detail what I want to choose, what I think I can win. And I put together eight selections. I put it in for 500 bucks. It pays 50 to one. Now, 50 to one is not supposed to be easy. It's 50 to one. It's like you go to Gulfstream Park and you bet on a 50-to-1 horse. Chances are the 50-to-1 horse is not going to win, but sometimes it does. So I've got all of these selections that I think are going to steam in. The only one I was worried about, but this is what made it 50-to-1. The only one I was really worried about was the total. The total in the game was 51 and a half. I made it 55 and a half, so I got four extra points and went under. Now, if you watch that game last night, 
you saw, thanks to Dan Campbell, I had a shot at the under, but then Christian McCaffrey broke loose, got down to the one, and then the next play, the 49ers score, and the game went over 55 and a half. Out of the eight selections, that is the only one that I lost. Now, a lot of people said to me, well, why didn't you take the over instead of the under? If I took the over, it would not have paid 50 to 1. It would have been somewhere between 17 to 20 to 1. Now, would I rather have 17 or 20 to 1 than 0 to 1? Absolutely. But at the time, I was going for 50 to 1. I said, I'm going to get four points more than what the total is, and I'm going to go under, and it didn't work out. So, so, so close. And there were some people who tailed my wager who didn't like the under and they got rid of it and they wound up making 15 or 17 times their money without even playing a total 15 times, whatever it was. I didn't see the exact odds they got, but they won the uh, seven legger because they threw out the eighth leg or maybe somebody added the eighth leg, but put over instead of under and still got a nice payday. So, 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 so close. So I've got an eight-teamer on my resume that I hit. Um, Actually, six. Sorry, not eight. A six-teamer. Then I have another six-teamer on my resume where I hit the first five and did not accept the cash out. And now I have on my resume last night's eight-selection same-game parlay where I had seven out of eight and wound up getting nothing. Yeah. Not so good, but I think I'm over it by now. I'm going to be going back to the airport in a little bit. I'm going to be doing the show the rest of the week from Medellin because why not? And then I'll come back next week. I've got my poker tournament at the Hard Rock. We can all have fun together. I'll do the show from the poker room. It'll be a great time as we get ready for the Super Bowl. The 49ers and the Kansas City Chiefs. Never did I think the Chiefs would be there, but were we really going to count out Patrick Mahomes? Now, I'm not going to sit here and be a fake national show, but the Super Bowl is the Super Bowl. And you would think this game, based on the way the Chiefs have started playing now, and it doesn't matter who they have aside, hey, you've got Patrick Mahomes, you're going to be okay. Travis Kelsey is being himself too. So we've got what should be a really good matchup. It's a matchup that we saw here in South Florida not too long ago. Super Bowl live. This is the rematch. I'll be watching it. You'll be watching it. Some of your significant others will watch it because they want to see the halftime show with Usher. And now many other people will watch it because they want to see Taylor Swift. And that was Another thing that I had yesterday, this was a Slater's scoop. It's like a yearly occasion where the airlines, they add flights from the city, the team that qualifies that city to where the Super Bowl is. So I was looking at new flights that American Airlines put in from Kansas City to Vegas. And I noticed that the flight number from Kansas City to Vegas is 1989. And 
When I noticed this, I said to myself, this is kind of taking you behind the scenes of a Slater's scoop. So I noticed it and I said, 1989, like usually it's a quarterback's number. I remember when the Bengals played in LA, they made it Burroughs number. Normally it's a player's number. And I saw 1989. I'm like, okay. And then I went to the return flight and I saw right after the game, the red eye is flight 87. So I know 87 is Travis Kelsey. And then I said, wait a minute, 1989, isn't that the name of an album? And it hit me and I tweeted it out. The marketing geniuses, some of you, I know you want to vomit. But whatever. I mean, I don't I don't understand all the hatred. But the marketing geniuses at American Airlines come up with a flight number for Taylor Swift and a flight number for Travis Kelsey. This thing has taken over the world. At least the United States. It has taken over. So some of you will watch for Taylor, some of you will watch for Usher. Some of you will watch for Patrick Mahomes, and other people may watch for Brock Purdy or Christian McCaffrey, or if you have a wager on the game, whether it be for a team or a prop bet. I had a lot of fun yesterday. I enjoyed two games, same day, championship Sunday. Now we've only got one more left, and then we have to wait until September. But we got two weeks until we get to that wait. And I know Dolphins fans have been waiting for quite some time. But it was a nice long afternoon of football. One more game. And then we have to wait about seven more months. So now with these games, I do have things to discuss. I will spin some of these games with a Dolphins perspective. Because... This is where you want the Miami Dolphins to be, isn't it? What do the Dolphins have to do to be able to get to where these teams just went and two of them where they're going? How far away are the Miami Dolphins? You take a look at the team that knocked them out, which would be the Kansas City Chiefs. They're in the Super Bowl. And then the other team has the mentor of the Dolphins head coach. So there's definitely things to look at in this Super Bowl matchup when it comes to the Miami Dolphins future. So this will be one of these shows where I talk a lot about the big game, the Super Bowl. We all watched these games yesterday. Probably 100% of you. I know it's not local. But it is the Super Bowl matchup that we have now. And like I said, I will look at it, not all of it, but I will look at a lot of it with a Miami Dolphins perspective. It's very rare in today's age that I can get every single one of you on the same page because we all have busy lives. 
But when it comes to Championship Sunday, this is not an event where, with all the streaming services we have now, where you're using one of them, DVRing it, and you haven't you haven't seen it yet, or you didn't see it at all. That that's the age we live in today. Not everybody's seeing everything at the same time. These games, we all watched them live, and you've all watched them by now for sure. So I like when I can speak on a subject. That's my main goal here. It's always been my main goal. Besides being all about honesty. My main thing on the airwaves, any show that I've ever done and any show that I'll ever do, it doesn't matter what I'm talking about. That's the way I look at it. As long as what I'm talking about is relevant to you and you can understand it. That's what matters to me. That's why like every Wednesday when I bring on Lieutenant Camacho from the Florida Highway Patrol and I had on Sergeant Wysocki for like 10 or 11 years doing this show until he retired. And Sarge is great. I had brunch with him yesterday. He's doing fantastic. But we all drive. So when I bring on the lieutenant from the Florida Highway Patrol, we're all on the roads in South Florida. Everybody can relate to what I'm talking about. And that's the most important thing. If I brought on somebody to talk about birds or animals, maybe... 60% of you could relate, but what about the other part of the crowd who doesn't have animals or pets? So that's what I mean. As long as what I'm talking about, you can relate to, that's all that matters to me. That's why I talk about what goes on on the roads. That's why I talk about sports, because that's why you're here. I talk about food, because all of us eat I talk about travel because all of us go somewhere. And I talk about because, well, what more do I need to say? Actually, I have a lot more to say, but I can't until this hour officially begins. It's time to shuffle up and deal. We almost had the best story possible going into the Super Bowl. Almost. I know the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes and Kelsey and Taylor Swift. That's one side. The other side would have been the Detroit Lions. But we don't have the best story possible now. And to me, it's because of Dan Campbell. Of all the teams playing in the postseason, the Detroit Lions making the Super Bowl, that would have been the outcome that I think most outsiders, if you didn't have a team in it, I think most people, that's who they would have wanted in. And that has nothing to do as a, as a knock or something with the 49ers. It's just been so long since Detroit mattered. It's a city that's been through a lot. Their fans were loving this team. They embraced them. The atmosphere in Detroit for those home playoff games, it was off the charts. And then the Lions go to Santa Clara to take on the San Francisco 49ers. They take that field, and right away they're showing you what's up. 
everybody's like, well, wait a minute. The 49ers, they look shook. But in the end, we know the result. The 49ers won the game. Not only did the 49ers win that game, Dan Campbell lost that game. I like Dan Campbell as a head coach. I really like him. I think Dan Campbell was phenomenal all season coaching that team. His attitude, his culture, his belief, all of that drove that Lions team to heights that they had not seen in decades. But Dan Campbell made some dumb decisions, and those dumb decisions cost his team a trip to the Super Bowl. After it was over, I'm thinking to myself, Dan Campbell is such a good head coach. He should just not be making certain decisions. Somebody else should make those decisions. Usually the head coach is the one that's making all the decisions. Dan Campbell should be coaching all of these guys as he is, but not making decisions. Because Dan Campbell's decisions, my gosh. I remember the game the Lions were in Dallas in the regular season, late in the regular season. They get penalized on the two-point conversion, which Dan Campbell was going for the win. They were down one. It was the end of the game. He's like, I'm going for the win. They get a penalty against them. Was it a BS penalty? Yes, but they got a penalty against them, and it moved them back to the seven. It was a five-yard penalty. Well, now, obviously, you got to kick the extra point and just tie the game. Dan Campbell still went for it. And at that moment, and they didn't get it, at that moment, I said, this guy, this guy is is nuts. I, I don't know what other way to describe this, but he is nuts. He should not be making decisions for an NFL team. Fantastic coach. He should remain in Detroit. I think the players love him. The fans love him. But he should not be making decisions. Critical decisions? He's so crazy. I don't think he's capable of making those decisions. And then I'm watching this game, and it wasn't just towards the end here. The Lions go to the locker room up 17 points. When you're up 17, that's a game you have to finish. I don't care where you are. You could be away. You could be home, neutral site. You're up 17 points at the half. That is a three-score lead. So the 49ers come out in the second half. They get a nice drive going, but they don't get a touchdown. Instead, they settle for three. Now you got a 14-point game. The Lions drive down. They get it to where it'll be about a 48-yard field goal. We're midway through the third quarter. It's fourth and short. If the Lions kick there, which is what I think any other team would do, you go up 17. That means you are ahead by three scores again. Midway through the third, you're up three scores. Why would you not take that? It would require the 49ers three possessions to win that game. Instead, Man Campbell, he goes for it. And the Lions don't get it. So it stays a two-possession game, a huge blown opportunity. The 49ers, they come all the way back. They tie the game. Then they take the lead by a field goal. So Detroit is down three. 
The Lions drive to field goal range. They could tie the game. This is a no-brainer. You tie the game. It's fourth and three. You kick the field goal. You tie the game. Instead, Man Campbell goes for it again. (laughs) And again, they do not convert. I am all for some analytics. You want to play with some numbers, use them to your advantage, that's fine. But there is no system in which a team is down by three in the fourth quarter and you have the opportunity to tie the game where you do not take that chance. There's nothing to think about there. You're down three, you tie the football game. It is the world's most obvious decision. But they go for it, they miss it, and now you've probably left six points on the field. And then that wasn't it. In the in the end, where it was essentially over, but it wasn't, the Lions are down 10. There's one minute to go. The Lions have all three timeouts. They're at the one or two yard line. They need to score a touchdown. The key, though, is you need to preserve those timeouts. You have to have all three timeouts to give yourself a chance if you don't get the onside kick, or maybe you just kick it off. You've got to have three timeouts to get three consecutive stops and get the ball back with not much time expiring. So the Lions run a play with a little bit more than a minute to go on third down. They get stuffed. Instead of going back to the line and just running another play on fourth down to get in, or even if you wanted to run the field goal unit out there, but we know Dan Campbell wasn't doing that. Instead of just running another quick play, even if it took 20 seconds off the clock and made made it with 40 seconds to go, you have to preserve three timeouts. But the Lions don't. Dan Campbell calls a timeout. Now, at that point, if you don't have three timeouts, if you do not have all three, it's the same thing as having zero timeouts. Because you have to do an onside kick. Two timeouts isn't going to do anything. They run the clock out. It would, Two timeouts is the same thing as one timeout. It's the same thing as no timeouts. You have to have three timeouts. You need three or it's zero. One or two is the same thing as zero because there's nothing to use them for. I would rather call a play and take 15 to 20 seconds off the clock than burn a timeout. Because now if you score, there's 40 seconds left. You've got three timeouts. You could stop the 49ers, and then you get the ball back. But Dan Campbell calls the timeout. Another boneheaded move. So when they do get in, now their only chance is the onside kick. We know the probabilities of that, especially nowadays. And they didn't recover. They touched it early anyway, and that was the ball game. Dan Campbell choked. Dan Campbell made a lot of mistakes. I'm not saying Lions players did not make mistakes. They did too. Dan Campbell deserves a lot of credit for the season the Lions had. 
But in the biggest game, in the biggest moments, where there's simple decisions to be made, Dan Campbell, I counted, went 0 for 3. And that hurt his team. You cannot do that. That is so irresponsible. I don't know what he's got going on upstairs, what he's thinking, what his logic is, but it's not normal. Then I see all of these memes, all of these gifts, all these videos. Like, here's Dan Campbell playing blackjack. The dealer says, okay, you got 18. Hit me. (laughs) It's just amazing. Like, the dealer's showing a nine. Dan Campbell's got 18. Hit me. It's so true. That comparison, it really is true. I have some other comparisons, though, and they have to do with the Miami Dolphins and also Mike McDaniel, and I'll get to that in just a moment. We're about one week away from what you need to get to, the Slater Scoops Poker Tournament at Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Hollywood. I will be there in the poker room next Tuesday night. That is Tuesday, February 6th. guaranteed in the prize pool for my tournament, the Slater Scoops Poker Tournament. It's only $250 to buy in. Cards will be in the air at 6 p.m. next Tuesday night, February 6th. You can register until 9.30 p.m. No excuse about being in traffic, getting out of work late. You've got until 9.30 p.m. next Tuesday night, February 6th to register for my tournament. I'll be doing the show from the poker room that afternoon, and then I'll be playing cards at the table with all of you. $20,000 guaranteed in the prize pool for the Slater Scoops Poker Tournament next Tuesday night, February 6th, at Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Hollywood. Just this past Saturday, we had the Pegasus World Cup at Gulfstream Park And what an event we had in our own backyard in Hollandale Beach. So many great races at Gulfstream Park for the Pegasus World Cup, which was just on Saturday. But here's the best part. While the Pegasus World Cup was this past Saturday, that doesn't mean the racing is done. The racing is just getting started. It is the championship meet. That is what continues right now at Gulfstream Park leading up to the Kentucky Derby. The next Kentucky Derby winner may be racing over the next few months at Gulfstream Park. Any live race day is a great day to go to Gulfstream. You can go any day you want, but I highly suggest a live race day, either a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, or Sunday. Head on over to their trackside restaurant, 10 Palms, which is fantastic that's where i love to go visit gulfstreampark.com for all of the info live racing thursday through sunday during the championship meet going on right now at gulfstream park we don't have football going on right now we've got this two-week off period we're used to it we haven't had football in south florida for what three four weeks feels like it's even longer than that What will it take for the Miami Dolphins to be talked about for a two-week period between Championship Sunday and Super Bowl Sunday? I'm watching these games yesterday, 
And specifically last night, I mean, I was just talking about Dan Campbell a lot. We know Dan Campbell was the interim head coach for the Miami Dolphins. And I'm watching his decision-making, and I'm thinking to myself, if the Dolphins had been on this stage, we know that Mike McDaniel is new school. We know that Mike McDaniel is aggressive. He loves to go for it. He loves trickery. He, he has these thoughts through his head, and it makes us wonder, why are you overthinking something here? That happens a lot. So I'm watching this game last night while Dan Campbell is making these boneheaded decisions, and I'm asking myself, not while it was happening, but after the fact, would Mike McDaniel be as aggressive as we saw Dan Campbell? Now, I don't think he would be as aggressive in some of those points. Mike McDaniel is very smart. I don't think Mike McDaniel would not kick a game-tying field goal. I certainly don't think that would happen. The other two parts, the the timeout blunder at the end and not going up three scores instead going for it, those are the two that I wonder about, how Mike McDaniel would have handled it. We're talking about key points in a playoff game. They're on the road. How do you just pass on them? Would Mike McDaniel have run some really ineffective fourth down play? If you're going to lose a big game, have it be to big players. Have it be because of Christian McCaffrey. Have it be because of the 49ers defense. Not because of a coach's decision making. That is what really crushed the Detroit Lions last night. What would it be like if the Dolphins were in that spot? And you might be thinking, that would be a great problem that I would love to have. Put me in that spot, please. You put me in that spot, Mike McDaniel could do whatever he wants. Once you're in that spot, you wouldn't want Mike McDaniel to do whatever he wants. But right now, you're like, yeah, put me in that spot. Go ahead. Do whatever you want to do. Just put me in that spot. The conversation around Dan Campbell being the Dolphins interim head coach and how they let him walk out of the building, that's something that I have brought up here on this program before. I'm sure many others have brought it up. Dan Campbell at the time, maybe he wasn't ready. He was there under Joe Philbin. I mean, could he have learned a lot under Joe Philbin? After that, he went to New Orleans. He learned under Sean Payton. I think that's pretty valuable. And then time went on, and Dan Campbell got more and more ready for his opportunity. So by the time the Detroit job came along, he was ready to take it. And then he was ready to take victory from his own team's hands and his own fans' hands. Not to say that the 49ers are not good and got lucky or something. The 49ers are very talented. They deserve a ton of credit. Purdy, McCaffrey, Kittle, Brandon Ayuk, Debo. Purdy, he's a good quarterback. He's fine. He can move around a little bit. He did make some big plays. The whole game manager debate around Brock Purdy is silly because he's on a team with great weapons. 
So what are we going to do? We're going to punish him for that? He's got the best running back in the National Football League, so he should not hand off the ball? Is that what some people are saying? I mean, part of the quarterback job is to manage the game. You take a look at Tua. Tua, we call it more of a distributor role because with Tua, the Dolphins have all these skilled players, and he sort of just makes sure everybody eats. Tua gives everybody the ball, and ideally he does it quickly. So if you look at the gap between Tua and Purdy, it's kind of hard to say because Tua's accuracy is elite, but Purdy, he makes some big plays with his legs. When things broke down in the second half last night, Purdy doesn't just have a playoff win under his belt now. He's got an intense playoff win, a huge win, an NFC title game win. What does Tua have? Zilch. Nothing. Nada. Small potatoes. No potatoes. Diddly squat. A big old goose egg. I mean, that's the reality. So now Purdy and the 49ers, they're in the Super Bowl. That means Mike McDaniel's mentor is going to be going up against the team that knocked the Dolphins out this season. Seeing the dude who mentors the Dolphins head coach going back to the Super Bowl, does that do anything to you as a Dolphins fan? I wonder if it means anything to the Dolphins front office. Does it mean something to Stephen Ross? Here's the guy that Mike McDaniel was under, and now he's going back to the Super Bowl. Now, I remember the last time they were in the Super Bowl, it was against the Kansas City Chiefs. It was at Hard Rock Stadium. The 49ers should have won that Super Bowl, but they blew it. There, there was some horrendous play calling. We'll see how different it is this time, if it's different at all. Now, speaking of different, let me tell you about Stewie. I want you to remember this because Stewie has the bagel loan. Stewie is from Stewart's American Mortgage Company. And if you're buying a home or need a mortgage or refinancing, the reason it's a bagel loan, because the bagel, it looks like a zero in the middle. You will pay Stewie nothing. No lender fees, no appraisal fees, zero. That is why it's called the bagel loan. And that is why you want to call Stewie. I'm going to give you Stewie's personal sell. And if you want to Google in advance bagel loan, go for it. You'll understand it. Stewie will tell you all about it, though. But just remember, bagel, it looks like a zero, and that's what we're talking about. Zero lender fees, zero appraisal fees. You pay him nothing. Call Stewie's personal cell, 561-379-4441. Here it is one more time, 561-379-4441. That is Stewie's personal cell phone number. If you want, Google the bagel loan. Think of bagel as a zero. If you're buying a home, if you need a mortgage, if you want to refinance, you will pay Stewie nothing. No lender fees, no appraisal fees. The bagel is a zero. That is why you want to call Stewie on his personal cell at 561-379-4441. One, get a hold of Stewie now. MLS number 226715. 
to every single Miami Dolphins fan out there right now, does it make you feel any different knowing that the team you lost to, the one that eliminated you from the playoffs, that they're going to the Super Bowl? Does that make you feel any better? The defense that made the Dolphins' offense look so bad, well, it turns out they're going to the Super Bowl and their defense is excellent and we thought, okay, well, they're not that good this year, at least the team overall, but they're going to be in Vegas taking on the 49ers for yet another championship. Does that make you feel any better? I mean, it's not going to like cure any pain that you may still have, but knowing that the Chiefs' D is legit, knowing that the Chiefs are still real, Patrick Mahomes is really good. At least you could say the Dolphins didn't get eliminated by some team that wasn't all that good this year. They were fraudulent, and they they didn't wind up doing anything. They're going to the Super Bowl, and they could win the whole thing. We should never count out Patrick Mahomes ever again. I think for this generation, Patrick Mahomes is what Tom Brady was. Now, I'm not trying to say that Patrick Mahomes is the equivalent to Tom Brady playing-wise. He's as good as Tom Brady. But Tom Brady, for what, like 20 years, he doomed the Dolphins. He was going to the Super Bowl all of the time. And now this generation, it's Patrick Mahomes. I cannot overstate how good Patrick Mahomes was yesterday. And he was taking on a really good Ravens defense. The Dolphins saw firsthand the Baltimore Ravens defense and how good that entire team was, how ferocious that D was. You might say, well, the Chiefs only put up 17 points. Well, that's true, but Patrick Mahomes was sharp. He didn't make mistakes. He read the game. He managed the game. And he's got a receiving group that doesn't have a whole lot of talent. Travis Kelsey, yes. Rice, he's coming on. But he doesn't have a great receiving group. The Chiefs with Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes in that defense, they're winners. What else can you say? And that one play after Lamar hit Zay Flowers, Baltimore was down by 10. You essentially have a touchdown, but Sneed out of nowhere dives in and pokes out the football right before the goal line. The Chiefs recover, and that's a major swing. I mean, that is the swing in the ballgame. Down two scores, you got a TD right there, but the DB saves the day. A monster play completely changes what may have been a different outcome in the game, and now the Chiefs are headed back to yet another Super Bowl. Lamar Jackson, he's going to win the MVP. He was the best player in the NFL this season. So for Lamar Jackson fans, it's not ideal putting up only 10 points. But overall, during the regular season, Lamar, he was the best. Now, when it comes to playoff time, you got to win these big games. Kansas City, they were an underdog in this one. Putting Patrick Mahomes as an underdog, and they're an underdog again. They're an underdog in the Super Bowl, although a very small puppy, and that could change, but 
Patrick Mahomes is an underdog yet again. And also, yet again, it's a brand new year. I know we're almost into February, but with a brand new year, you may have goals. Or you've got old goals that you're saying, okay, now I want to take care of them. That's why I tell you about Trajan Wealth all of the time. It doesn't matter if it's a brand new year. It could be in the middle of the year, the end of the year. You want to contact Trajan Wealth because Trajan Wealth, they will help you with those life objectives, with those goals that you have, especially when it comes to your financial goals. You've got these goals. It's like, what are you going to do with them? Trajan Wealth, they will help you design a plan based around those goals that you have. They're not going to create the goals for you. You tell Trajan Wealth what your goals are. They will help design a plan just for you. Trajan Wealth is located locally in Palm Beach. You can visit Trajan Wealth's site. It's TrajanWealth.com. That's TrajanWealth.com. Or you could call Trajan Wealth at 561-390-1000. Don't wait any longer. Let Trajan Wealth start to help you today. Advisory services are offered through Trajan Wealth LLC, an SEC registered investment advisor. And this is a paid advertisement. At the end of the last segment, I quickly brought up how I look at Patrick Mahomes as this generation's Tom Brady. And as I've been doing this entire hour, I've been doing my best to look at these two games from yesterday and the Super Bowl that we have ahead with a Miami Dolphins perspective. So I bring up Mahomes is this generation's Brady. Where is... Tua in the mix because if Mahomes is this generation's Brady Lamar Jackson would be who would he be Peyton Manning would he be Drew Brees every quarterback knew during the Brady era where they essentially ranked so where does Tua fit in does Tua fit in anywhere can you put Tua somewhere in that last generation of quarterbacks' rankings? Right now, I don't know where you could put Tua. I don't. I really don't think you could put Tua anywhere unless he does something come playoff time. I don't even know if Tua belongs in a discussion until he at least wins one playoff game. And he's not there yet. And his opportunity to do it for the Dolphins, he may only get one more shot at it this coming season. All right, that's all the time I got for this Monday afternoon. We'll do it again tomorrow. For now, I'm Andy Slater, and I'll see you later.